1: What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend. So as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and you can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Friday, April 21st. As always, we'll begin with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league, kicking it off on a sour note with with the IL placements, catcher Logan Ohoppy of the Los Angeles Angels was placed on the 10-day IL with left shoulder inflammation. It's still not clear how long he's going to miss, but the early diagnosis is not great. There's a possibility he may need surgery and could be out for an extended period of time. He was a top American League Rookie of the Year award candidate at the outset of the season, and he was hitting great thus far with a 143 WRC+. In his absence, Matt Theiss and Chad Wallach will platoon at catcher until Max Stassi returns from the 10-day IL. As he's dealing with hip discomfort. The only other IL placement we had is starting pitcher Trevor Rogers of the Miami Marlins being placed on the 15 day IL with the strained left biceps. Similar injuries to the one Rogers sustained usually take several weeks to heal, so we may not see Rogers until late May. So it's a tough blow to the Marlins' rotation and to Rogers' season. The team activated left handed reliever Stephen Okert from the 15 day IL to replace him on the roster in a corresponding move. Now let's look at the transactions from around the league, kicking it off with Jeremiah Estrada, reliever for the Cubs being recalled from AAA. This is a guy with huge strikeout stuff. He could quickly work himself into a high leverage role with the current state of the Chicago bullpen, and it would be completely warranted because he has been crazy throughout his minor league career. During his time in the minors, he has posted a 37.7% strikeout rate in 94 innings pitched. Jorge Polanco, a second baseman for the Minnesota Twins, was activated from the 10-day IL, and he made Made his season debut he was on the IL with recurring left knee inflammation the team optioned number four prospect second baseman Edouard julien to the minor leagues in a corresponding move the activation and placement of julien in the minor leagues opens up an everyday role at second base for polanco and he should get every day at bats as well he's projected to hit in the top half of the lineup he's had a wrc plus of at least 119 in each of the last three full seasons so he's definitely worth having in your lineup if he's on your roster the team also recalled top starting pitching prospect Simeon Woods Richardson. He was one of the major pieces in the Jose Barrios trade from just a couple years ago. He was the 48th overall pick in 2018 and was once a top 100 prospect, but his prospect star has since fallen as he's now not on the top 100 and is just the Twins' number 8 prospect according to MLB Pipeline. He did wrap up last year, 2022 at AAA with 7 starts of 2.21 ERA ball and he did get his first taste of the majors at the end of last year with 1 start. He's still just 22 years old, so there's still a lot of potential left in that arm but for now he's expected to work out of the bullpen in a swingman role so definitely in leagues where starts are limited he's someone that could be an option also the mets recalled starting pitcher joey lucchese and we'll have more on him later the guardians are expected to promote starting pitching prospect logan allen logan t allen stands for taylor and he's expected to make his major league debut on sunday he was the 56th overall pick in 2020 and he's the guardians number eight prospect according to mlb pipeline allen had a 1.26 ERA with a 34.5% strikeout rate in 14 innings across his three starts at AAA so far this year. He's set to replace Hunter Gaddis in the rotation, and he'll take on the Marlins in his debut, so it's not the worst of streaming options. In other good news, starting pitcher Joe Musgrove of the Padres is set to return from the IL today, and he'll make his season debut versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. Also, Zach Eflin, a starter for the Tampa Bay Rays, is likely to be activated from the IL on Sunday, and he will likely take on the Chicago White Sox. In terms of news, We have some unfortunate news starting pitcher Chris Bubich of the Kansas City Royals will undergo Tommy John surgery and will miss the rest of the season and part of the 2024 campaign. It was a quick rise and fall following a promising start to the season for Bubich and he's already the second pitcher we've lost to Tommy John surgery already this year with Jeffrey Springs also going under the knife. Speaking of going under the knife outfielder Garrett Mitchell of the Milwaukee Brewers has left shoulder subluxation and it's likely to require surgery which would possibly end his season. Season. The Brewers will likely rely heavily on rookie Joey Weimer for the foreseeable future. In good news though, starting pitcher Kenta Maeda is likely to avoid the IL after being hit in the ankle in his start on Thursday and he's feeling better than he expected. And Corbin Burns, a starter for the Brewers, is good to go on Sunday after he threw a bullpen session and had no issues with his peck. Now we'll look at the notable performances from around the league on Friday. And boy, it was a big day of baseball as so we had 14 games. One of them was postponed. The Guardians versus the Marlins was postponed. But we'll kick it off as always with the hitters leading off with Nico Horner, the leadoff man for the Cubs as he helped the team down the Dodgers. He went four for five scoring once, hitting a home run his first of the year and knocking in four runs. Horner is batting 365 on the year, so he's really doing well. His home run traveled 375 feet. On top of batting 365, he's also tied for the major league lead in steals. That 365 average is fourth in the national league. And to back everything up, he's got a 98th percentile, 337 XBA and Horner aids that XBA with a 100th percentile whiff rate tops in the league, which has led to just six strikeouts so far across 91 plate appearances, which is good for a 99th percentile, 7% strikeout rate. Horner is leading off every day in a surprisingly strong lineup, one that helped the Cubs to a 13 win on friday the cubs have now scored 10 plus runs as many times six as they did all of last year wild they also lead major league baseball in runs on base percentage and slugging and they now have the largest run differential in the national league I don't know if anybody was expecting that heading into the season. In other Cubs nudes, Patrick Wisdom also went yard for the ninth time this year, which puts him squarely in second place in baseball. Brandon Belt of the Toronto Blue Jays, weird to say, he helped the team take down the Yankees going two for four, scoring once, blasting a bomb, hitting a double, and knocking in four runs. He's batting just 186 so far this year, and that was his first home run of the season, but it traveled 416 feet, which was the third furthest batted ball on Friday. Belt plays about every other day for the Blue Jays right now, so he's not ideal in weekly or shallow leagues. He's more of like a AL only play or deep 15 team league play, but he's always seemed like someone that could break out outside of SF, but it might be a little too late as he's now 35, but this may be what he needed to get going. Don't forget he had a late career resurgence with the giants posting 12, plus percent barrel rates every year from 2020 to 2022. Lastly, Mauricio Dubon helped the Astros take down the Braves in Atlanta. He went three for five, scoring twice, hitting the double, knocking in a run, and swiping a base. He's now batting 3.43 on the season, and he's played every day at second base since April 9th, and he's also led off in each of the past six games since Chaz McCormick got injured. Obviously, Dubon will give up the role when Altuve returns, but it looks like he's a pickup in every 15-teamer, and even in some 12-teamers as a source of runs and steals while he's batting leadoff and playing every day at second base. To make things even more appealing, Dubon currently has outfield, second base, and shortstop eligibility, so I'm sure you'll be able to fit him in on your team. Last bit of news, Pete Alonzo also went deep again to maintain the MLB lead with 10 dingers. Right now, he's on pace for more than 60 home runs. But if you want more deep dives on the top hitting performances from around the league on Friday, check out the Daily Batters Box article. Now we'll head to the rotation and check out some notable starting pitching performances. The big one that everybody's talking about, obviously Drew Smiley helped the Cubs take down the Dodgers and he was nearly perfect. He earned the win tossing seven and two thirds innings, allowing just one hit with no one runs, no walks and 10 punch outs. He racked up 18 whiffs and a 37% CSW across 103 pitches. He was six outs away from perfection before being tackled by Jan Gomes on a tapper, but he does get the consolation prize of winning the King Cole on the day. He he went just two pitches in this one. It was the curve and the fastball, and that curve was unhittable, racking up 10 whiffs and 42% CSW. In fact, he's actually allowed just one run or fewer in three straight starts, so he's really on fire right now, but he does get a tough draw against the Padres next, but with the way he's pitching, there's a possibility he could handle it. I think he's probably worth the risk in deeper leagues right now. I said we would talk about him later, and now's that time Joey Lucchese took down the Giants in San Francisco, earning the win as he went seven innings of shutout ball, allowing just four hits and two walks while striking out nine on 10 whiffs with a 33% CSW. His sinker was a called strike machine in this one, racking up 19 called strikes. Good for a 42% CSW on the day. Unfortunately, sinker called strikes are one of the least sticky things from start to start, so I'm not sure I can trust this. He didn't appear in the majors last year. He's never pitched below a four ERA in four MLB seasons, but he was pitching great at AAA prior to his call-up with a 2.30 ERA in three starts with a 25% strikeout rate but I don't know if I can trust Lucchese. Lucchese earned himself another start with this amazing performance, and it's a nice one against the Nationals, so it may be worth the shot. I think I'm gonna need some time to think about it. What a surprise, Shohei Otani did it again, taking down the Kansas City Royals, tossing seven innings with just two hits allowed, no one runs, two walks, and 11 strikeouts. He earned the gallows pull on the day with 22 whiffs as he also had 35% CSW. What can't this guy do? He gets the A's next and you know that's going to be another gem. Tyler Wells of the Orioles took down the Tigers and rewarded all fantasy managers that trusted him for the stream on Friday. He tossed seven innings allowing just three hits with no earned runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. He took the tough luck no decision but he racked up 14 whiffs and 24% CSW across the start. I'm not sure I can trust this going forward. He gets the Red Sox next so I think that one's up to but I'm leaning a void in leagues shallower than 15 teams. The last two matchups we'll check out are both NOS guys. Zach Gallon went absolutely off versus the Padres, earning the win, tossing seven innings, allowing just two hits with no one runs, no walks, and 11 punch outs. He racked up 20 whiffs and a 36% CSW, both marks that would have earned him the top honors, if not for Drew Smiley and Shohei Ontani on the day. He was not scared of the full strength Padres lineup at all. Gallon picked up right where he left off in the second half of last season and he's got a wonderful must-start matchup against the Royals next time out. We'll finish up with Julio Urias really struggling against the Cubs. He took the loss, tossing just three and a third innings, allowing seven hits, five runs, two walks, while striking out just four. Urias racked up eight whiffs with a 31% CSW. The lefty could not keep the ball in the yard, and scarily, all of his pitches were down at least one mile per hour, so hopefully this is not an injury. Urias will look to bounce back against the Pirates next time in a pretty nice matchup, but if you like analysis of every single start from Friday, go listen to the Plus Pitch Podcast and make sure to read Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup. Now we'll head to the bullpen, wrap things up for Friday by looking at the relievers that recorded saves and the closers that pitched on Friday. David Bednar racked up a save and he's now tied for the Major League lead with seven saves. He currently leads the National League. Jose Alvarado racked up a save and it really seems like he is the clear-cut closer now in Philadelphia. He's striking out a crazy amount of batters. Ryan Presley earned one. Would it surprise you? if I told you this was his first save of the season. Pretty crazy. Let's hope he can continue to work his way back into that closer role. Jury's Familia racked one up. What is it? 2015 right now? The A's use Zach Jackson in a high leverage role and then turn to Familia for the save. So that's something to keep an eye on. Kyle Finnegan also racked up a save, so did Kenley Jansen and Jose Quijada. Quijada seems to be the go-to option ahead of Carlos Estevez, who pitched the eighth in this one. And lastly, Paul Seawald recorded a save. Now, for the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves, Reynaldo Lopez is one of those guys that blew their save as he allowed two home runs in the ninth inning, the latter of which was a walk-off home run from Brandon Lau, and he's been really up and down across his outings. Felix Bautista also blew his save, although he was blowing chundos throughout the game. He allowed the Tigers to tie the game, but his offense picked him up and got him the win with a walk-off. A.J. Minter also blew a save as well. I wouldn't be too worried about that one, but Rysell Iglesias is working his way back. And finally, Jose Leclerc and Will Smith both pitched in this one, and neither of them got a save. They've been splitting save opportunities all year, so one or the other is probably worth a pickup in whatever league you're in, but I don't think either are that great options. But before we look forward to today, we're gonna go take a quick break.
0: to sign up for your trial today.
1: Now we'll send it over to the wonderful Mark Paquette with the weather. Thank you very much Jake. Uh, As we look at today's weather map we see a strong cold front heading through the northeast and there's two games that this front with showers and thunderstorms can impact and that's going to be Philadelphia that has an afternoon game in Baltimore that has an evening game both these games are pretty risky uh in terms of both delays and postponement. so something to keep an eye on as we go through the day but I guess you can look on the bright side the only these are the only two games that will have any issues whatsoever I will talk to you tomorrow back to you thanks Mark Now looking forward to Saturday, April 22nd, a day in which we'll have 16 games as the Marlins and Guardians will take each other on in a doubleheader. Kicking it off, the probable starters for the day. I always do my matchup of the day. This one, we got Shane McClanahan again as he'll take on Dylan Cease. Both fireballers, young aces that will definitely have a pitcher's duel in this one. Looking at the rest of the probable starters, the auto start tier has 11 guys, including both McClanahan and Dylan Cease, as well as Garrett Cole versus the Blue Jays, Luis Castillo versus the Cardinals, and Pablo Lopez versus the Lowly Nationals. Our probably start tier has four guys, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day and Kyle Gibson taking on the Tigers we just saw an Oriole have success against the Tigers that might be one of the weakest lineups in all of baseball likely bottom three right now so it's pretty safe to stream basically anybody that's serviceable I'd also keep an eye out for Alec Manoa versus the Yankees in Yankee Stadium as I would really like to see him bounce back and that's a matchup where he can get himself fired up and really bounce back. The other one is Wade Miley taking on the Red Sox after he tossed seven shutout innings last time out. My hitter suggestions for the day. The first one is pretty obvious. The Marlins and Guardians are taking on each other in a double header, so I'll be targeting both of them as they could have extra at bats. The Guardians are sending out two right-handed pitchers, so I'll be looking at Jesus Sanchez to get some at bats, and I'll also be targeting Garrett Cooper, who's likely available on a lot of waiver wires. For the Guardians, they're taking on at least one lefty in Braxton Garrett, so I like Gabriel Arias and Oscar Gonzalez as streams on Saturday. Elsewhere, I'm gonna be targeting Pirates hitters as they take on Luis Sesa and his 13 and a half ERA. Not great. Some hot hitters on the Pirates that may be available on your wire include Connor Joe, Carlos Santana, Jack Suwinski, and Rodolfo Castro. Now for some other hitter matchups that are more of DFS plays. Eugenio Suarez is crazy good against Miles Mikolas. He's got a 545 average and two dingers and 11 career at-bats against the righty. Dylan Carr Carlson and Wilson Contreras both crush Luis Castillo. Carlson has a .350 average with one dinger in 20 at-bats against Castillo, while Contreras has a .471 average with one dinger in 17 at-bats against Castillo. And finally, Gio Urshela crushes Zach Grinke as he's batted .471 with one home run in 17 at-bats against the future Hall of Famer. Now, we'll close things out with some relievers to watch including David Bednar, who has pitched on back-to-back days, but so has the top setup options there, Colin Holderman and Robert Stevenson. So look for one of Dory Moretta, Dwayne Underwood Jr., or Will Crow when you're throwing darts to grab a vulture save on Saturday. I do have one question for the bullpen, and that's will Michael Fulmer get the next save chance for the Cubs, or will it be Jeremiah Estrada, Brandon Hughes, or Brad Boxberger? Fulmer's been struggling, but has great stuff. There's lots of options in this bullpen. It's something to watch. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including amazing player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord, to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, and to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me, on Twitter at Jake crumpler tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball
0: this has been the first pitch podcast brought to you by pitcherlist.com if you enjoyed today's episode rate us on iTunes follow us on Twitter at pitcherlist and help support what we do by joining our discord with pitcherlist plus at pitcherlist.com plus.